Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the CC Card Gaming Podcast. Uh, we've got a full squad today. Uh, six guys, everyone's got the cameras out. It's for the first time. It's great to see. Um, Glenn's joining us this week. Uh, after having a break last week, he was a bit not feeling the best, but he's back. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a good vibe we got here. So Glenn, uh, we'll, we'll have a chat to you first, considering you missed out last week. Um, you know, last week we talked a bit about Ultimate Squad, what we're looking forward to. So, um, what are you, what are you looking forward to? What, what decks are you going to play? I know, you, I know you like green, so I, so it seems like an obvious choice. But what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm a hopeless romantic for green, so I think cooler is probably what I'm most excited for from the set. I don't necessarily think it's going to be super strong, um, in terms of like shifting a meta or anything. However, in terms of green leaders, it's probably one of the better green leaders we've had for quite a while. Um, and the cards for the archetype are all pretty, pretty solid. The unison sort of set or unison lineup, I should say, are all pretty strong. And the new three drop uh, freezer looks really, really good as well. So, yeah, I think Cool is the leader I'll be playing. Yeah, you got, what's, your, what's your second choice? Um, out of the other leaders, there's nothing that's really piqued my interest too much. Um, I don't mind a bit of red, so maybe the GT squad, um, Goku and the team, but that was also my least favorite part of GT. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe just on principle, I'll refuse to play that leader. That's funny. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, in terms of like what's good, obviously that that leader's good. Cooler looks pretty cool. Gamma one and two look like a secondary option for people that want to play Android 16 but don't want to play Android 16 leader. Um, and then, yeah, a bit sad about Piccolo. Doesn't look that great. And Goku's what? also a bit. I don't know, man. Like, Glenn, we said no wrong opinions on the podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted Piccolo to be really good, but reading it and, and looking at it, I don't think it's going to be amazing. So. Yeah, I'll just I'll wrap it up, guys. I'm going home. I'm done. <laughs> it's only been five minutes. Turn his, One day I'll get to use my special beam cannons again. One day. Oh yeah. Look, I did. Yeah, so you've been playing a bit of um. Oh, so you go. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I like kind of half agree. I like because a lot of people have been talking about like some of the deck scenes though, like. I know in OCE it's been delayed, but a lot of other parts of the world are getting it. I know Piccolo was actually talked about a little bit, and a lot of people came to the consensus as like the deck like reads good, but you have to run too many fluff cards, which I like after tweaking the deck a little bit, I kind of see. And then the other argument people always make is like, is this better than Sin Shenron and Yellow Trunks? Um, I think I still like my Piccolo and Lord Slug combo. I still think it's pretty good, but I can see the argument for like not wanting to play it over those two yellow leaders now after a bit more thinking about it and yeah, and, and getting my feelings hurt by Glenn. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, um, I know Glenn's been playing a bit of uh, Ultimate Deck style. Uh, does that get any boost from Ultimate Squad? Can you... um, I don't think so. Um, Cell itself doesn't have a lot of space for like sort of generic cards like the the deck itself is sort of running such a, a big core of the cards from the ultimate deck itself um there's it's already kind of tight to be able to fit other things in um and so you could maybe maybe look at running like a two of for the new freezer unison 
um, just for the board wipe. But again, it doesn't wipe through barrier, if I remember correctly, which is what Correct. green struggles yeah. with typically. Like green, if green had a good way to deal with wide boards that also dealt with wide boards with barrier, then it would be really good. But um, yeah, there's not really too many cars in this set that I think will make cells step up in terms of power. Like it's not going to. Imagine Vegeta Unison. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, that's true. But tapping four for that. Um, also, think I don't, a good I don't card is good. the Gohan two drop that just like you um if you got three life or less, just kill something ignoring barrier. Primal Carnage, best barrier removal in the game as well. Yeah. So you said you're a green player. What's happening? What do you don't know these cards? <laughs> yeah, but do you think you can fit them in? Like maybe as a one off, but I don't think you. Yeah. I think, I think for perfect for the cell deck, I think you sideboard a lot of these options. I think the cell deck has honestly, like, if you're going off the standard list, most lists are running, like, 52 cards, I think it is, with, like, um, a lot of the engine. I think you realistically only have, like, three or four flex spots in the deck, and that's been generous. But yeah, I it, played a version with Zamasu last week, uh, or the week before, uh -huh. um, just because I feel like if you're playing Charismatic, it's very hard not to want to play Zamasu in it, but it just doesn't really yeah. work. And whenever you... Um, I think your your build of the deck initially was running um, predominantly like a low-to-the-ground aggro style, um, yeah. but it didn't draw as much as the version with the Vegito Unison. Yeah, I moved um, on from my version. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, you know, if you found yourself not drawing into any androids or placing all the androids that you have under the leader just so that you can continue to draw but then you you get a hand of like decent green cards but nothing to actually do because you don't have your like your chain starters if you don't find the one drop cells and stuff you kind of get stalled out so yeah yeah i'm scared to put extra cards in that don't really work within what the deck's trying to do yeah it's kind of weird too because even the new cell card that came out the well that's coming out the 10 drop sr it, it reads pretty good again like you know you can upgrade one of your cells even higher and then on top of that also it um has a lot of decent effects and also the combo from dropper effect is actually really nice but then it's like yeah it's just, I think you can only really two of that one, right? Because it's like still, again, the problem is that, the, as we just said, like the deck space is so tight for the cell deck. Yeah, I think, um, again, that card probably feels like a win more card with cell. Like if you're already in a position where you're going to win with cell, you, like it's, it sounds stupid to say, but like if you make it to sort of turn five or turn six, um, and you're hitting the the perfect four cell into like Zeno cell or whatever, then you're or just minus winning. Vegeta, anyway. Yeah, yeah that combo or, is exactly. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the checkmate combo, as I've heard some people call it, or the Exodia combo. Yeah, I think in hindsight, it's actually like the only deck that the like blues like instant just checks that because of God sealing, right? But like. If you're versing black, they're getting they're getting uh, put to three. Red gets put down to three unless they've like done Vegito Unison and whatnot. So yeah, it's it's actually a pretty insane combo. But um, again, like I think the the biggest limiting factor is again how tight the deck is for perfect for cell anyway. Well, yeah, because you're running. I mean, four, 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 four. Yeah, like you're probably somewhere in the realms of like twenty to twenty six, if not. Actually, it's probably slightly more of just the core of the the one drop androids, the three drops, at least two to three copies of each of the four cost cells, four cost, yeah. uh, four of the eight drop cells, um, and then you, you're going to need your obviously your negate package. So you're running like three or four dormants, um, yeah. a couple of the 
blocker negate and then you're running your unison depending on if you're running like the vegeta which you should be or the meager or whatever but that like you said that leaves you with literally like and then you've got your four super combos that leaves you with like maybe four to five cards that you could have flexing and and you're probably wanting two of those at least to be overrealms um that was bardock it won't be in the future i don't think you do man on a mission so maybe you go to the draw uh bardock the four cost one um just in case you need the draw power because that's like a good generic overall yeah um and it's a 20k swing but yeah i don't know like i thought about maybe the cooler not cooler sorry um chilled the the promo that was a winner promo from a few sets ago oh, to ignore a barrier um, yeah because yeah. Yeah, like if there's yeah. something that you need to get off the field um a barrier blocker or whatever so you can try and go for game that works but um yeah otherwise it's just it's too hard to fit good stuff into it. I think that's why Cooler will be rising in popularity, just because that's going to be more... Obviously, you've got to run the the unisons, but it'll be more of a generic green dot good stuff deck, yeah. um, as opposed to being locked to its archetype completely. Yeah, okay. Mm. Just sort of proves how good... Yeah. No, I was just going to say, it just proves how good of a product the ultimate deck is just straight mm. out of the box. You know, like it just is, two it of them is. Smash them together. Like, yeah. it's pretty amazing well well done on bandai for that one uh what were you gonna say i was just gonna say as far as overall goes for the cell deck how do you think of uh is it dark dimension tower or something the one that's like comes in pitch a card gets a card out of your opponent's hand pump your leader by 5k for the turn i don't mind that um obviously that was the sort of overall choice in the cell surge deck but mm. um i it, this this current version of cell is weird in that whilst hand control is the win con it's not really hand control it's a combo. during the game yeah like yeah. you you don't really care about how big the hand gets over the course of the game because you're just yeah. trying to destroy it in one you hit trying anyway. to knock them out rko yeah whereas yeah. like the cell surge with that tower of realm and some of the other cars ribbons and whatnot you were trying to sort of whittle the hand down over the mm. course of a few turns um so and because you recur so much from the drop like you're always constantly absorbing your 17s and 18s from the drop you're probably not wanting to do the the free overrealm three like every turn or whatever because you you don't want to get rid of your drop um until later on anyway so that's why the the bardock obviously being banned but that's why bardock was just a good generic option because you're using it as a that extra win con if you can't yeah. find the combo for the Zeno cell or the perfect force cell chain or whatever um you can still kind of win with just lots of the the 20k eight drop cell swings you lead a crit pressure um and then once you've sort of got them down to that one or two life you can try and find that double strike with the with the bardock over on free at the end of the turn. yeah uh, kind of reminds me slightly of the old uh gogeta reanimator builds from a couple of years back <laughs> yeah just get to your win con just ramp into it yeah it's pretty cra- yeah. it's pretty crazy how it's like yeah I, it's it's cool because again as jesse said before it's like this deck is literally like you buy two ultimate decks and you have the deck right the only like realistically the only two cards you actually have to look for is potentially the great sandman super combo which just got reprinted in anniversary booster plus it also got reprinted in the vermilion bloodlines pack which you can actually pick up from collectorscompany.com if you're an australian player (laughs) and then also on top of that as well just dormant potential there's a spiking there's a spiking there is um great savings yeah it's just the it's just a good super combo right and then plus also the dormant potential unleashed which um 
got reprinted as well in not only event pack the unison warrior got reprinted too and then also the winner dormant potentials which is there's plenty out there now so i think like bandai yeah they did a great job releasing this is such a good budget deck that's um green you know it's pretty exciting i think it's it's pretty balanced it's not like yeah. it if you lose to it on turn five or turn six it feels awful it does um it does. like tonight i tonight i killed someone from seven life on turn six because they i just destroyed their hand hit them down to four and then played the xeno cell and got rid of the cards that they had left and then quad strike them so it wasn't and i got to look at their life with the vegeto unison and get rid of the only negate that they had in their life on the oh, off chance that they needed that's it gross. Um, that's gross. so that feels oh. bad but at the same time in dbs turn five or turn six win cons are fairly balanced in that yeah, sense like if enough, you make yeah. it all the way to turn five or turn six and they win with their turn five or six play that's pretty good at the games yeah. where you lose on turn two or turn three when you couldn't do much about it they're the ones that don't feel yeah don't feel exactly great. yeah Vegeta's in uh, go, go. now that you mentioned that that's a good segue <laughs> into uh our next uh topic of discussion so on the weekend was the unison warrior cup and uh benny and peter both uh both participated um peter got fourth and benny got fifth well well done to the boys um mm-hmm. so talking about so turn five six win cons peter pretty much turn two win con uh <laughs> mo- most of the time so he <laughs> went would have seen theory you could we're peter. doing a lot of the damage in, uh, in turn two peter i want to ask so, you this sorry to cut you off just yeah. peter how do you come up with uh, these ideas just how <laughs> Um, but usually I see one card and I see one interaction. I think that's really cute. How can I capitalize on that? And then I just, if it's something obscure enough, I'll look at all the cards that can potentially be summoned by it or, you know, anything that looks for a card of that trait and I'll just search them. And sometimes it's just, it's a lot more organic than that. And it's just a matter of what I happen to I'll play the deck a few times and I'll sort of plug holes as I go through it and figure out what needs to be shipped up to make it a bit better. Um, yeah, so just for context, um, Peter ran a Vidal list uh, with Janemba package in it. Um, the deck profile is up on the channel. You probably might have seen it already. It's popping off. Um, yeah, so talk to us about, you know, Benny Benny went with uh, his old faithful Gogeta Zeno, gave it a one last ride before the ban list um so yeah look we won't talk about the deck too much you can go watch watch the watch the profile it's a really good really good watch um i just want to you know with unison warrior format i want to talk about like how did you guys find the day you know not having to worry about champers you know not having to worry about blue decks being all that stuff like was it a was it a fun experience like did you enjoy the format what what do you uh what do you think benny what what do you think how did you have a good day how was your round one benny (laughs) <laughs> oh, actually, uh, round one I lost against Trunks Vegeta. I thought that was a thought it would be an alright match, but unfortunately, uh, so with Gogeta Zeno, you do lose Super Kamehameha and Furthering Destruction Champa, so you couldn't really answer repost. So right now, that deck's pretty strong in the UW format because you can freely tap out for the uh, repost, and your opponent most likely won't have a response to it unless they're running Rebellion Hammer. Because I was, but I didn't see it, so. Oh, and also in round one, uh, once again, when you play Gogeta Zeno, you live by the Zord, die by the Zord. So I didn't see any Gokus. I saw four Vegetas, uh, two of my 30Ks, two of my 5Ks, but no Gokus till turn three. So I had a really rough and late start in that game and pretty much, yeah, I just couldn't win. Basically, uh, my opponent, Brayden from Queensland, really, really good player. I played him in Fest as well. 
Lost to him in the side event as well. So, yeah, I, I knew he was a great player already. Basically, they sit behind Repost, Forbidden Power, and then Pan, and then basically, yeah, I couldn't do anything about it. And yeah, there goes game one. And then I was able to win the rest of the day, but the spiciest deck that I versed was actually versing M, M from uh, Cartastic Locals. He actually played SS4 Vegeta, and at one stage, I think he was undefeated like 3 0, if I'm not wrong. And then when I versed him, I actually. It came down to whether he had a uh, Beerus Destroys or not. Because uh, I had two one-drops in the game. Because if you don't know, like, Beerus Destroy against Gogeta Zeno, like, literally, they play Marvelous Might. They they play two little boys. Let them swing with one. And then, you know, you, just, you get a bottom deck, like, any one of the ones that you want. And, you know, I got really lucky in that game. He he had four in his deck, but he saw zero. So I was able to win that one. And, yeah, I was not expecting blue. I was honestly thinking more Bojack. But no one played it, so... Yeah, and Turles won, which I was not expecting as well. I had a look at the winning deck list. Didn't run Charismatic Villain, so... That was also very interesting, so shout out to uh, Luke Karmas from Queensland as well. You know, obviously won the event. Must be... Must have played really well, so... Yeah, that's my thoughts. And then I know, I'll pass it on to Peter. Um, yeah, look, it was a pretty crazy day. I mean, I talked a bit about my matchups uh, in the video already, so definitely check it out. Um, but <laughs> I also talked to a lot of people during the day just to sort of get a sense of what was out yeah. there. And, um, it, I kind of thought it was just going to be a whole lot of yellow sin, a whole lot of red King yeah. Niccolo, and a whole lot of black Gogeta, um, yeah. particularly Gogeta Zeno and, um, red, uh, keeping blue just because, you know, last exactly yeah. one last ride. But, um, I mean, I didn't personally verse any of that all day. Uh, I know there was at least three Turlers players there, green Turlers, yeah. as well as three Xeno Sin players there, which I kind of get because that's a meta response to U7 Goku. Yeah. But it was definitely much more varied throughout the day than I was expecting, especially even from my own uh, matchups of green Turlers, uh, black uh, Goku Xeno, King Cold. U7 Goku and okay, and Gogeta Xeno. That was the the last two I probably expected. The other three I definitely did not. Um, but yeah, it was. I don't know. It was a very interesting day. I was expecting it to be a lot less crazy, and uh, uh, it was quite an enjoyable event. It was nice not having to worry about Champa so much, except <laughs> for myself. Um, uh, it was also kind of nice not having to worry about blue and dimension magic and sensu beans as well. Uh, yeah, but that you know, that's me as an aggro player talking because blue is the hardest <laughs> color to fight against, yeah. in my opinion. Do you, do you think, uh, it almost seems like people took it as not so much a unison warrior only tournament, but almost like an off meta tournament? It's like a chance to just like use decks that maybe they wouldn't use, like you know, wouldn't take to a pro official event. Maybe like, sort of like, maybe has an air of less seriousness. Or like, oh, I'll play green turtles. So or like, what what makes green turtles? Why is green turtles so good in that in this format? Is it just like well, just green, has good matchups? Again? Green turtles does have access to fruit of the tree of might, which basically acts like a charm. Yeah, green energy you can give any attack yeah. card plus twenty thousand power and double strike. Yeah. Um, and they can search their deck for it basically once per turn. So uh, I feel that was one of the main reasons Pearl is yeah. popular in it. 
I think another reason as well is that um because of like it is in this restricted format, green literally has the best flood gain in um dormant potential unleashed. So um you know like there's not there's literally like no card in the UW format besides I think one of the boot SCRs that acts like a battering laser that actually stops the um dormant unleashed. So you essentially get like you can literally if you keep on drawing dormants you just get a just infinite turns more or less in any kind of green deck. So I think green was a good call for this format. Gotta be good for yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Unison Warrior format, uh, the idea of it at least, you can play a bit more of a rogue style, um, as Peter showed, just because uh, some of the really good decks do still need to use a few cards from outside of the Unison Warrior block for to be at their full strength. That being said, like obviously U7 is pretty much like 95% cards from like with the outside of after image, I think pretty much the whole list is yeah. more or less. Um, Quite Quite uh, no, 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 it's not um, it's just before. It's not before. Quits. Oh, just before. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Was that set in nine? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then like maybe since Shenron and, and like the yellow stuff, a lot of their good cards are from the Unison block, but um, yeah, I, I guess as, you said, Jesse, like you can be kind of excited and tempted to try something that wouldn't necessarily mm. be strong facing like the top two or three decks, like at their full strength. But when they're missing a few key cards that maybe are outside the unison block, you can sneak a win with some creative deck building or a little bit of luck. So, mm, I still, I would like to see Peter take that deck to a to an official regional and see see how it goes. He might uh might still do well knowing him. I might, but uh, I don't know. There are better I options. Would not, no, there, there are definitely better options, and there are there are some core weaknesses to this deck which you can kind of ignore in EW because Dark Power Black Month <laughs> doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quite Sakai. Quite Sakai is a big one. And against U7, I'd actually have to worry about after image technique, whereas I didn't have to heal. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've done well with it okay in a normal format as well, but... Uh, it's more on the rogue uh, side, for sure. No. Still a rogue yeah. for me. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> funny, actually. Too rogue for even Peter himself, huh? <laughs> rogue master, the, the Nats top of Margin Vegeta. Margin Vegeta, Demigra. <laughs> that was me trying to make it meta. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the UW format it brings up an interesting conversation about rotation. Like, I've got to be careful. I don't want, you know, I don't want to get flamed, the channel flamed for <laughs> promoting rotation and stuff. But like, look, in my perspective, you know, rotation might not be that bad for the game. It's maybe with the exception of leaders or something, because I know, you know, Will loves Golden Freezer. You know, part of the challenge is like every new set comes out. What can I make? What can I add to this, you know, set, you know, old set leader that makes it better what you know so uh, leaders maybe not but rotation you know i think people complain about it but you know like it, on a vendor perspective you know you could um reprint <laughs> beans and shampoo and stuff in like a corset and then you know like that would um that would boost boost sales and that sort of thing like i don't know rotation maybe they might have to consider just to keep the game fresh down the line but i think you you uw format shows that you know like people still had fun and stuff like i don't know Something to think about rotation. What do you guys think about rotation? Would you would you quit? Would you be one of those in that camp of straight up quitting if it comes? 
uh, I, I would start the collector's company One Piece team, and um, you know, we'll take. Yeah. It from there. <laughs> <laughs> but on a, ser- on a serious note, I don't think rotations like the worst idea i don't think it should be the main format i guess i do i do agree where i think i remember when they first announced the unison warrior format being like for card fest right like you know i think a lot of people were like and myself included like oh i don't want this you know because like older car i just don't want to be able to like these cards like for blue players right they lose their, their best cards like blue but not unplayable but to the point where it's like why would you consider playing blue right in like a limited format but um, I think the I think the problem stems from the fact there's not that many ways to play the Dragon Ball card game, if that makes sense. So it's like you have your typical constructed format, right? But then what else is there? Well, you got Team Wars, which is also kind of constructed and limited. But it's like okay, that's still pretty cool, but it's still essentially just constructed, right? And then you have this Unison Warrior block where it's like just limiting as well. So it's like I think. I think the problem comes from the fact that there's not that many ways to realistically play the game for like outside of constructed. So for an example would be like, um, would be commander format from magic. I personally have never played magic before, but I have, at, oh, actually that's a lie. I was about to say, besides the, I bought a commander deck and played with some friends when DBS is actually feeling kind of stale. So we played the commander format and basically it's like, you have your deck of cards and you're, you run, I think it's a hundred cards or whatever. And then you only yeah. have, you can only run one of every copy. Essentially every card in deck has ultimate tag, right? Kind of, you know? And the, the, right. be, the cool thing about that, it's like, it's not meant to be competitive. It's meant to be fun, which I think a lot of the players miss that part of this. They've Everyone's like, oh, dude, this deck better be good, or this deck sucks, or this and that. But at the end of the day, it's like, you play the game to have fun, right? And I think there's that's the bit that's lacking, like... Not, 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 okay, the game's fun, right? But the bit that's lacking is there's not as many options to have fun. I think if they were to introduce more formats into the game, I think that would be, like, a better way to look at it. Because I think this game's extremely catered towards competitive players, I think. And, yeah, rotation would be a way to keep the game fresh, but I also think just different ways to play the game would be fresh. Like, I think the two things come to mind would be a commander-like format, and, like, where it's kind of like a free-for-all kind of thing where you have your like your limited card pool where some things like might not be that good because you can only run one of x card right and then also another format would be a way to do like a proper 2v2 kind of thing where it's like you play with your like let's just say now you're playing like me and benny versus like <laughs> will and uh peter right i'm playing v- goku he benny's playing vegeta and like will's playing his golden freezer and peter's playing some spice videl or something you know something <laughs> something like that right and we have a way to like there could be like me and benny share our life when we take damage etc there's so many ways you can go about it and i think that's what's missing i think for the card game so i think that i i like that idea in a sense but i think magic has two things that make for uh multiple formats a lot easier and a lot more doable and that is one it is designed from the ground up for it yes commander was a uh for those who don't know command was actually originally a completely fan created format what, how Commander came about was a bunch of judges started getting bored at events. So they came up with this alternate format. It was a little bit more restricted than the current Commander is. There are only five commanders you could use. Now you can use uh, any legendary creature uh, in Magic, basically. So there's a couple of thousand Commanders. I don't know exactly how many. Um, but also, like, Magic has had Draft as part of its DNA from almost the beginning of the game. And I think that just primes you for ultimate formats. It gets uh, Magic designing cards in other ways, which Dragon Ball hasn't really done. They are all designed for competitive. The other thing is that Magic has a ginormous player base, and 
if you're separating the game, like let's say we had current block format always available. So like now it'll be Unison Warrior block. Uh, next format will be Zenkai block. Previously it would have been um, uh, UI block, whatever it was. If we had that always a parallel, so like locals could choose to run either, you know, full format, I guess, which is what we currently have, or current block format, you're splitting the player base. And when you're already a small player base, that is difficult to do. Like the only games I can think of off the top of my head that really support split formats are Magic, where it's got, you know, from a competitive, it's got Commander, and then from a competitive standpoint, it's got Standard, Pioneer, Modern, and Legacy, realistically. There's also Vintage Vanilla playset, yes. uh, at least in paper, and Pokemon as well, which it has uh, Standard, which is from the last couple of years, and Extended, which I believe is from the past 10 or so years. Because even Yu-Gi-Oh! only really supports one format, but that's kind of because Konami's never really shown an interest in it. They are starting to now, which is going to be interesting to see. But, like, I mean, Hearthstone has the wild format or whatever, but as far as I understand, it's mostly a broken mess. I'm not really a Hearthstone player, so someone else would have to chime in there. So, yeah, I think it's something to look at in a few years, but I think now fracturing the player base is something they have to be very worried about. That's another concern, of course, with introducing like a proper online client similar to uh, Magic Arena or Duel Links or the Pokemon Trading Card online. Like, are you going to fracture your player base there, especially if they have to maintain two collections? Yeah. So I yeah. like the idea, but it's just, interesting. I'm just thinking in purely sort of just like um, just keeping the game alive sort of thing and mm. then just, you know, like, just being able to reprint those staples and new sets, mm. you know, commons like common slots that are actually useful, you know, like because people say like, oh, you know, we won't have being a magic. Like you, you'll get them in like just it'll yeah. just take. They'll just need to be reprinted, you know, just like what Pokemon does. You know, it also opens up yeah. new products like, um, you know, you got like the trainers toolkits in Pokemon where you get like, um, you just get like a stack of staples in like you know yeah. like trainer cards. Um. You know things like opens up things like that they can like release like box products like with staples in it and things like beans magic d magics like after image all that stuff like i just think maybe it would be good for the game um people complain about it a bit too much i think but like really majority of cards from set one to nine like you're not or you know you're not going to use like that many of them that's it's a yeah. uh, yeah so Anyway, uh, like it'll be interesting to see how this year goes for DBS. One Piece is coming out. You yeah. know, we're um, we're trying to keep. You know, we we got to keep a positive, positive attitude towards it. But so we'll keep um, you know. But yeah, it's it'll be interesting in the next um the next year or so, which where it goes. Anyway, so we'll move on. Um, we're just gonna John's just gonna get up on his screen a little uh, tier list, and we're gonna yeah. do a pre-release was supposed to be tomorrow in Oceania, but it's got, got pushed back uh <laughs> to the um. Uh, so the seventeenth, I think, or something like that. Of June. Yeah, that so, right. Um, that guys in the US and the rest of the world, or like somewhere else in the world, have got uh, got it tomorrow or the next next day after that because we're a bit earlier. So we're just going to do a tier list for pre-release leaders. What and sort of like talk a bit about um, what the best best cards would be getting pre-release and how you can get ahead early. But um, yeah. So we're gonna we're, the idea is we're gonna do two tier lists. So the first tier list we're gonna do is specifically just for pre-release, and then we're also gonna go into a tier list where we're gonna speci- we're gonna talk about what we think will impact like the constructed format, right? So we'll do pre-release first, and then once we've done that, um, then we'll go on to you know um what we think it will be good in the constructed format. So. Um, I think we all were briefly talking about it before, but we want to say that for pre-release, we'd say Cooler's the best leader. 
uh, or one yep. of the best leaders, um, mainly yep. because of the fact that, oh, also don't mind me with my collector's company ads popping up, you know, good website. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, cool. um, what do you want to call it? Um, yeah, so cooler here. Um, the big thing being is that it's kind of, if you ignore the second skill, the unison tag, and the fact that free play unison, the, the cooler leader essentially says, attack, draw a card, take a life, which back in like the OG days of DBS, this mean this leader was snapped means it was super good and in pre-release format just drawing cards is just generally good right yep and this is the thing with this format a lot of the leaders are weirdly non-functional or have very specific things to them so just having a leader that's like baseline functional like honestly the yeah exactly yeah. honestly the draft box leaders the ones that are like every color and have crit would actually probably be pretty strong in this format when usually they'd be pretty pretty garbo at a pre-release mm. <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah, I think as well, like, another leader that has similar power to the cooler leader is actually this Goku. Um, again, the Goku is the leader that just says attack, take a life, but instead of drawing a card from your deck, you look at the top five and play a one-cost unison. Um, obviously, the, depending on what you hit from your pre-release packs, this could, like, be insane if you hit a lot. Plus, the cool thing about this pre-release specifically is that you actually get guaranteed at least two one-cost unisons, being the Gohan and the Trunks you get from um, the pre-release um, promo packs. So that means you will guarantee have a two targets. Will you hit those targets? Hey, don't look at me. I'm not, I'm not that lucky sometimes, so... Yeah, I think that's what we're putting that um, for A. And then um, if we're going down next on the tier list, so you got to keep in mind that a lot of these decks will not function. I don't think this format Gamma and Gamma 1 is going to be very good. The no. odds of be hitting all these unit, these cards you can play from your energy. Um, again, general real though, it's, just, it's one of these things, it's like if you hit, it will be pretty solid, but I don't think it will be very good. Um, I'd actually put Rildo up into C tier. Just because it's yeah, like yeah, me too. Loosely... You can pull all the machines. Yeah, if you pull the machine mutants, guys, you know, like I think it's still better than like Namekian and Androids. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. it's better. Than, I think it's better than Gamma, but it's because yeah. you know, like finding a unis, union absorber and evolve target isn't the hardest thing. Finding a machine unit mutant from your pack isn't the hardest thing, but finding three blue androids constantly in the first three turns, you don't even draw. Yeah, it's uh, mm. <laughs> it's not grand. That's, that's in pre-release, being able to hold up three energy or two energy is kind of irrelevant in most cases. Like, yeah. Because you're not going to have that many cards in your hand that will be able to be played under exactly. the restrictions of that leader anyway. Um, and often, I mean, in the last few pre-releases, I found myself playing a deck with at least like three colors in it mm -hmm. anyway, to, just to sort of meet the card restrictions. So, exactly. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, multiple colors, you know, Metacore, you know, if you get pretty lucky, you know, if because there's there's three Metacores that you can pull per pack, right? So if you get three yep. Metacores per pack plus the foil Metacore, that means per pack you're getting four Metacores, right? Out of your six, you're chilling at 28 <laughs> Metacores, right? I, 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 I want to put this at A, but you need to hit Metacores. But the point, if you hit, I reckon, at least four Metacores for this card, I reckon this card will be insane in this format. You swing, you take a life, you play a medical or 15k swing. I think that's insane for like this format, right? Or am I just crazy? Yeah, no. yeah. I'm putting it no, that's pretty good. I'm putting it there, I believe. Do we go? If it could play the infinite multiplication from deck or drop, then it would be busted. Yeah. You would need to hit a couple of them, and then you would just like every turn just recycle them and get more and more swings. But because mm -hmm. it's only from the deck um yeah you'd probably 
want to get lucky and hit at least like six i guess i think the cute um, thing as well is that in pre in pre-release format i believe you shuffle your drop barrier back into your deck so you, you so yeah, once you deck out you put those bad boys back in baby that's a free 15k body i'm getting that also, I, <laughs> stay, I don't real also notably uh big getty star is only a common so it's not too hard to hit the both of them there like Cooler, you need a little bit of luck, but all the cards you need to be lucky with are common, so I think that sort of balances it out a bit. There we go. Oh, so then, I think the next, I think an easy one to get rid of, Commander Red. I think it's a little better than uh, Gamma and Piccolo, but, like, the problem is that you literally need to, like, certain waking conditions, right? Do we, do we like it at sea? Or... Yeah, I, I think it's the worst leader. You reckon? Okay. I think it's... It, really? it has, right, your your reds are a rare and a super rare you literally yeah. cannot awaken without them it doesn't draw unless you're willing to give up a red ribbon army to do a very bad golden freezer impression and then even <laughs> if you do manage to awaken like the removal is real nice but that's a, a lot of steps like at least gamma is you know 10k swing draw a card and if you really need to awaken you can awaken and just not draw cards the rest of the game. I do agree. I you think know, it if is you the pull... best leader. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> I think I probably I don't know, I think Toa is up there for the worst leader in pre release as well. You reckon as well, uh, huh? No, oh, I, I, I actually put her around BC. <laughs> I Yeah. I think she can awaken eventually. Like she has to get hit a lot, but you know, you're starting at six life in pre release anyway, so you only have to take yeah. You only have to take what three life, which three is life. horrendous. Yes. And then when you attack, you're drawing a card, and you're drawing sort of another half a card with the demon realm. So, I... like, if Tola had a reasonable awakening condition, she'd be the best pre-release reader by quite a margin, in my opinion. It's only that terrible awakening condition that's holding her I... back, and the fact that she doesn't draw a full card on her front side. That's again, what I mean. That's why I think. She, that's why I think she's not great for pre-release because at least. You're very unlikely to awaken before turn three, um, yeah. assuming that they swing at your leader at least once a turn. Um, so you don't get to draw for potentially the first yeah. two or three turns of the game, which is not great in pre-release when you just most of the time in pre-release you win just by card economy more than anything. Like if you can yeah. draw a few extra cards and then your opponent and combo to like 40k win or if you can uh, find a cheeky way to get double strike onto a random card. But on her backside, um you know you discard a card get two extra tokens but they're in rest mode so you can't combo with them um and then you need a unison specifically to be able to spirit boost and and yeah. give it the double strike so yeah i think maybe c yeah I, I think i think the fact that she makes the token on her front side stops her from being absolute garbage because as you say it is a card economy thing and you're basically drawing a 5k yeah it's a little bit more vulnerable to removal but i don't know how removal heavy this format is if i'm being honest well, with you i was going to say in this format there is no real removal of tokens there's not in the normal Piccolo. format either anymore yeah. you know <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but how hard is it to remove a 5k like that's the sort of question you i think you have to answer here yeah. i know i'd put her at about c probably because of that garbage awakening condition but I don't know if there's like a way that you can, if you either draw the nuts and pull the unison, or if there's like some self awakeners you can play and get her awakened early, she's probably the the best. 
best leader unless you know you hit the the high ceiling and getting like a bunch of unisons or like a bunch of meta meta coolers with one of those leaders. Or I guess you just pull the absolute nuts and pull all androids with a gamma. But that's a little bit uh, <laughs> ambitious, let's say. I think that I agree. I think like uh, it's hard to justify because like you look at the top three leaders, they kind of have the similar trend where they take their own life and then mm. generate another form of value, and then all these leaders kind of just do something else that isn't just yeah. good in pre-release. <laughs> but that brings us to our last one, Goku. So this one's a really weird one because we briefly talked about it before. This Goku can be really good if you hit the unison, but if you you need the unison for this deck to be playable, but if you do get the unison. I'd put it at B, I think, if you get the yeah, Unison. Which is, I mean, I'd put it at A or S if you get the Unison, but I think having to get the Unison puts it in B. I also think, it, again, it's in that Toa situation where it's kind of playable. Like, yes, you can't draw unless you get your Unison, but once you awaken, you know, you at least draw a card. You've got the Spirit Bruce 10 effect, so it's, like, functional, not as good as Toa if it awakens, obviously, but, like... The spaceship isn't uncommon, the leader's an uncommon, so that's, like, not the most likely thing in the world. But it's not like, say, Toa, where you have to pull, you know, an uncommon leader? Let me just double-check that. Yeah, an uncommon leader and an SR to, like, be at full power. This one, you just have to pull two uncommons. You know, you've got foil slots, you've got your pre-release packs, which are, like, another bite at that apple, I guess, so... uh I think the yeah, yeah. I, get, I think the big break, make or break is that if you, like the problem is that like let's just say now you get like let's just say now you open all your pre-release packs and the only leaders you get are Toa, GT Goku and General Order, right? The problem is that yeah. like you cannot actually consider GT Goku as your leader option if you don't pull the Unison, right? Then it immediately sure. just goes down to the worst leader, right? Because literally does nothing <laughs> in front. So it's like this one's yeah. really hit or hit or miss. Like, if you hit yeah. the unison, it's, in, like, it's pretty good. You'd put it, like, B or A. But if you don't hit the unison, you just don't... You literally just cannot consider it as an option. Oh, uh, well, okay. But he, all right, here's the question. You pull... Let, if you chuck Goku into D tier... So, let's say you only pull the D tier unisons, which is, you know, almost half of the, 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 uh, the leaders. Sorry, not the unisons. Uh, if we put Goku into D tier, that's almost half of the unison, uh, leaders in the, the format right now. So I guess the question is, like, is he better than Piccolo? Probably. Like, yeah, at least Piccolo's he draws horrible, on his yeah. backside. <laughs> is he better than Gamma? Probably. Again, at least he draws his backside. Is he better than Red? I mean, this is all if none of them function. And the way I look at it is Piccolo, you're Piccolo and Gamma, you're just not going to get to function at all because you just need a critical mass. You're not going to get that in pre-release moving on. Red, I'd probably put up to the to the top of D just because at least if you pull that one or two commander red you've got a functioning deck and then you've got like Toran like again uh Toran the the machine mutant where machine mutant you have to find a couple of things but they're pretty easy to find to make work Toa's gonna work eventually and that's sort of why I put Goku in the C tier because at least he's gonna work eventually he's not literally non-functional if you don't draw exactly what you need from your your packs i think um like even with the unison the red goku's kind of probably in the right spot at b or c just because yeah like the draw on that unison is conditional to placing a saiyan under the unison itself right and in the set there's 19 saiyan <laughs> cards but like four or five of them are srs and you're unlikely mm. to get mm. you might get one uh of the sr saiyans but then you know out of the rest of the packs maybe if you get 
somewhere between five to mm -hmm. ten Saiyans you can at least be drawing, but you're probably going to yeah. need some of those cards to actually play and do stuff as well. So, mm. yeah, I think you're probably best off to try and stick with one of the cooler for sure if you get it, but um, otherwise Goku or Meta Cooler, depending on your infinite coolers that you get. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So I think we're all happy with this tier list for, for pre-release yep. format. For pre-release. Yes. Yeah, grab a screenshot of that. We'll um, we'll chuck it up on the on the Facebook or something as well. Sweet. Yeah. Let me quickly do this, guys. P professional podcasting, you know, just real quick. <laughs> nice. Oop. Oh, let me just get out of that. Um, Actually, yeah. I did. A, I was going to say, Will, all the leaders are uncommon. Yeah, all the yeah, I was double checking that, which is yeah. yeah. I, I, I knew when you were like checking the leaders. I was like, oh, they're, they're all uncommon. So I was like, I didn't want to butt in. Yeah. Like, you know, there's so many, there's yeah, so many of them today. Like it's really yeah. I was like, and wait, wait, wait. Pre-release, yeah. Alrighty, so so Benny, Benny, this was um this was your idea, just quickly. So Benny came up with a great idea to do um talk about pre-release a bit. Are you happy with that that tier list? All yeah, all, definitely. All Oh, yeah, I really like the tier list. I think we are spot on because I also agreed that the yeah, cooler and Goku are probably two of the best ones to play generically. Usually, I just find the most generic one to play as well, unless you pull very specific cards. But yeah, this tier list, honestly, I hope will help a lot of our new players when you go to your local stores. Because I remember when I first started the game, when I first started playing pre-release, like it is very overwhelming when you go. Like you have to read all these new cards. But like, if there is like a podcast that you listen to. Like your favorite YouTubers are telling you, you know, these leaders are pretty good to play in pre-release. You might, when you pull it, you'll be like, oh, you know, you, you can just have a look. Oh, I just need to put these leaders aside. You know, these my, my favorite YouTubers are these leaders are good, you know, maybe I'll give it a go. And they'll do you wonders. Pretty much like in the last set. Uh, I think, was it John that told me Champa Beerus was good? It's like, mm. oh, just play this and you're cracked. And I'm like, yeah, wow. It just carried me. I didn't even consider any of the other leaders. I was like, I'll just play Beerus. Yeah, free bean is very good. Yep. It is very good. All right. So I think now that we've done our... Detriment. Less oh, of a detriment. No, that's so It good. was less of a detriment because your life started lower, but in pre-release, exactly. life is lower, so you're not punished as yep. hard as you, what you would be in the regular regular constructed format. Yeah. Right. Also, if you pull on Palo Super mm -hmm. Combos, immediately active, which is nice. A lot of good things there. I'm bound to agree, but um, I think that does it for our pre-release section, so I think we're going to briefly talk about yeah. what leaders we think will have an impact on the current, like, in the actual constructed format. Or do we want to now, talk... Yeah, uh, how are we looking for time? Um, well, 40, 45... Tired or... Around about 40 minutes in. We can save that for another time what we think will actually, like, have um impact on the meta and whatnot, or, you know, we can yeah. save it for another time. I'll just switch back over to our normal one. We can do it another time, I reckon. Because I, I feel like that we've had some time to think about like what we think is actually good and whatnot, so I think we'll just leave it at the pre-release one for now, right? That's good. Yeah, we'll um, send you guys away. You can do some homework, test test all the leaders out, and uh, yep. next week we'll come back and um, do a real good discussion on the tier list of the, the next next format. Maybe we'll chuck a couple of uh, leaders in uh, from older sets, maybe, just yeah. do, it, do it properly. Yep. Yeah, we'll do a, a giga tier list video or something, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. That would uh, that'd be good. Also, just a quick shout out. Benny was suggesting that like if we're actually anyone's favorite YouTubers, please let us know because that would be that would that would feel really awesome. So, all right. <laughs> uh, um, so I guess we'll leave it there. It's pretty late. Uh, we get, we had a bit of a late start today. Um, 
Yeah, well, thanks everyone for tuning in, getting the webcams going. It's uh, it's great fun. So uh, thanks for listening and we'll uh, see you next week.